think it's dog this time I see a seal. Do they just want pets and they all live in different time zones? Cool. It's a mind trip, man. What if we all just use the same time? Like, Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are just along for the ride. Jane, say what's up. What up? Kirk, say hi. Hello. We are coming off of our interview with Johnny Bravo. Not that Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo, the marketing director of the Fresno Grizzlies, getting to introduce you to the Grizzlies, the new minor league affiliate of the Rockies. Um, some fun stuff happening down there. So if you ever get a chance, make your way between San Francisco, LA, stop in the Valley on the way down there. Um, taco trucks. Taco. I got out of that interview. Tacos. Um, really cool interview. Again, just see the Grizzlies and their hats are incredible. Have you guys seen their hats? I did. It's, um, I wanted to ask for some, but I was trying to be polite. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I don't know what the deal is, but like minor league hats are just really cool. Like all yeah. of them are. Minor league they mascot. don't have to be professional. It's awesome. Yeah, minor, minor league mascot game is on point. They can actually have fun. <laughs> they can actually have fun. They're not trying to meet society's norms and all that. But the the hat's pretty sweet. The hat's pretty cool. Um, the red. I saw there was a picture of the red hat next to the purple Rockies hat. And it, oh my gosh, looks so good. Um, I digress. We are fresh off the beginning of spring training. We played two games as of now, um, yesterday and today. We're one and one, not that the record matters. Um, it's more about performances, but we got slaughtered by the Dodgers. And I, I got to watch that first inning today with Trevor Bauer pitching. As I still don't know if I like him or not, like as a person, but he can pitch his stuff is so electric even now he threw 22 pitches in two innings I think he ended up with like three strikeouts and it just pained me to say that out loud yeah I mean Trevor Bauer is he was a top pitcher coming into the offseason and he's gonna be a top pitcher this year and it's, the Dodgers just got better they got Mookie the year before and Trevor Bauer this year and uh the only thing that is kind of I'm curious about is how he's going to pitch at Coors because if you go back to that interview with him about the Coors effect, he he talks about how his stuff doesn't move very well there or it moves differently. And um, so I don't know. We'll just see. But I mean, the Dodgers are they're going to be good. So it's no they're gonna be great. Yeah. Um. That, like, the Dodgers threw out Bauer, Gonsolin, Jansen, Trinian today. Sounds <laughs> like no. Not talking about the Dodgers. Me. <laughs> we, the bright side today, we saw, I cannot say his name, Helicarius Oliveras. I want to I call him Hercules. Oliveras, the 20-year-old um, left-hander pitcher that was a converted infielder who just throws gas and is like one of the top prospects in the organization. He came in and pitched for two innings, allowed two hits, one run, looked really, really good. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see him and if, if he ever gets a chance to shine up in Coors. And Pudge Rodriguez's uh, son pitched, gave up two runs, right? Yeah, Derek, yeah, two runs over two innings, four hits. Gave up a bomb to Peters, but... There were some good things that happened today. Uh, Bowden pitched all right. Hampson, Hampson's hitting 750 on the season. 
Yeah, two games, sample size can do that. <laughs> Our boy B Rod is struggling a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully he gets it figured out. Do you think? Um, how do I want to wear this? Do you think Buddy Black is just gonna let him grind through the spring training, or what? Are, what is he focusing on with B Rod? I don't think he really has a choice. I mean, like with Arenado gone, like what? What are we gonna do? You know. <laughs> Like you have, he has to contribute or it's just going to be, it's not going to be good. So he's got to work it out. Yeah. He's a top prospect. They have to find out what they have in him one way or the other. So it's baptism by fire time, whether he's ready for it or, or not, unfortunately. He's got to be ready for it at this point though. You know I mean? It's, he's been around a bit. He's struggled with some injuries, but he, you know, the big lights shouldn't be bothering him anymore. So it's, it's right. now or never for him. Right. He'll be prepared for, it. I mean, he knows what's coming up, but it's, it's now or never. It is now or never. He is, he is the man at second. Like he's the one that's expected to be there opening day, do his thing. So hopefully, hopefully he can figure it out. He doesn't look bad at the plate, but I think he's going to be all right. Who, who do you think is going to start in center field? opening day I think it's gonna be Hampson think the hamster yeah definitely I think it's yeah I think Hampson has earned that um just his athleticism alone and that he plays phenomenal defense anywhere you put him great leadoff hitter like why not just plug him out there and see what he does especially playing in Coors you want somebody with a lot of range and he's got that obviously yeah, it's going to be fun dude to watch him out there, for sure. Dude is quick. He is fun. He, he Honestly, to me, he's a surprise. I wasn't expecting him as starting center fielder. I was thinking him, he's the utility guy, six man off the bench, air quotes, type person. I thought he was just going to be that guy. But, I mean, if he can solidify himself, that would be sweet. I think, I think Bud Black really likes him, too, and he wants him to get a lot of uh, playing time. So, I think – with Bud Black on his side, he's gonna he's gonna be starting, and it's his job to lose. Yeah, I think so too. I've seen reports about the clubhouse being looser, um, less pressure now that Nolan's gone. Do we take that with any weight? How do we feel about that being said? <laughs> I don't know how to take that honestly. I mean. Yeah, it's right. loose, but you're it's weird, also right? projected. You're also projected to win sixty freaking games, dude. Like, cool. You guys are having fun losing. I don't really want that to be the the norm. I don't think a lot of fans do. I don't blame the players for that type of environment, but I don't. I don't like that at all. It doesn't really. I don't really have much of an opinion on it. Like, it just. It's kind of the same with your your regular job. You know, you just. Uh, if you work with different people, it's going to be a different kind of vibe on specific days and stuff. And with Nolan gone, he was obviously an intense person, which isn't a bad thing. But it doesn't mean that playing looser and a little bit more laid back is a bad thing either. Right, right. You, you, you adapt to the people around you and hopefully you go out every day and still do your best, whether it's all business Pete style or fun loosey-goosey style um whatever way you're still going to go out and produce last thing before we get into the interview 
we talked about Fuentes playing really well with Nolan and Nolan being kind of loose with Fuentes last year. Do you think that affects Fuentes at all? Do you think he still performs at the level that he performed at that last year without his family around or like how big of an impact is that just as a family member leaving, you know, that sense of comfortability, that security blanket type thing. I think, think? Fuentes, I think Fuentes is confident enough now on his own that he doesn't really need that. His support group's still going to be there, just not across the diamond. Right. So I think he knows he belongs as a big leaguer and, and he'll prove that again. Yeah. I think, I think it was very beneficial for him to, to have Nolan there when he's, he's getting his, his feet wet, but at this point he belongs here and he, he's going to feel that way and it's not going to affect how he carries himself. He knows what to do and he's learned it from the best. So he just has to keep, keep it up. Completely just, agree. I was just kind of curious. Just being, a, just being a professional. Yeah. Just being a dude playing first to third, wherever you put me coach, I'm in. wonder what Nolan will do. I think Nolan will <laughs> be a little bit less loose and no we're not we're not going to open up that wound we're good um spring training two games in some some storylines are building curious how the the bullpen and the starting pitching and all that's going to play out gomber pitched well yesterday um if you're listening go ahead and follow us we are at 99 follows on twitter really close to 100 the century mark they say that's a big deal find us on instagram find us on facebook give us a review we need some reviews. I guess that's how Apple likes us. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but give us some, some, some love. Um, dive in, get some, get some, get a soda, get some popcorn and get to know your Fresno Grizzlies coming up. See you next time. Go rocks. Woo! Welcome to Blake Street Banter where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other three are just along for the ride. Um, we are here with Johnny Bravo of the Fresno Grizzlies, head of marketing out there in Fresno. How are you doing, Johnny? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have the opportunity to present the Fresno Grizzlies organization to some of the most passionate Colorado Rockies fans. Yeah, for sure. We're excited to have you, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, James, say hi. Hello. Kurt, what's up? Yo. Um, so we'll just start with, um, basic, what is the Fresno Grizzlies? What's the history of the Fresno Grizzlies? Uh, give us a little bit of a background. What do we, we expect? Yeah, of course. So the Fresno Grizzlies is an organization have been around since 1998. Um, we play in the heart of downtown Fresno. We play at Chuchansi Park, which is this beautiful stadium that holds about 10,000 people. Um, and we really pride ourselves on being one of the entertainment hubs of the Central Valley. You know, everyone knows that when you come to a Grizzlies game, you can expect to get family fun and entertainment every single night. We um, have fireworks every Friday night. We're known for our taco truck throwdown, um, which also includes playing as the Fresno Tacos, which is really cool and something I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit. Um, and yeah, we're right in the heart of Central California and it really centrally located to play in Loe West, which is our um, league that we're in under the new revitalized Major League Baseball system and have a lot of also local rivalries now too, with the Visalia Rawhide being just up north um, and or just down south, excuse me. 
Um, and yeah, just really excited to get to be a part of the Rockies organization. Yeah, with all that history, we're pretty excited that Fresno was part of it. Um, we did notice you guys have a great pedigree of winning, being part of winning teams. I do want to get into that in a little bit, but I am curious, you were talking about Fresno being a hub right downtown. How is Fresno as a whole, how are the Grizzlies handling the going from high AAA down to low A? Because there's no way that feels good. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of great opportunities that come with it. You know, one of the things that we've really emphasized to our fans is that at least on the fan game day entertainment side, not a lot is going to change. You're still going to be able to expect the family fun and entertainment that we've come known for, not only in Fresno, but nationally. And our fans can expect that, you know, it's still going to be the awesome value that you come out to Chickchancy Park to see. On the baseball side, you know, we're really excited to see a lot of awesome young prospects come through Fresno. You know, all these kids who are right out of college, right out of the draft, really excited to be in professional baseball and they get to come right to Fresno. We have a really cool opportunity. It's, you know, Zach Wilson talked about it just last week with um, when we had our introductory press conference. And he said, you know, they get to come and play in the stadium that seats 10,000 people and get to play in front of a stadium that has a second deck and it's a great developmental opportunity for the players as well so we're we're really excited to be able to offer you know a great chance to see all these young players I mean we had done a little bit of research into the history of Fresno baseball when we knew that this was going to go down and before the Fresno Grizzlies the there was another I don't really know to call it organization, so to speak, as much as a group of um, people who put together a professional baseball team in Fresno. And we had a team, a single A team up until the 80s, which was the Giants single A team. And, you know, you start to look at some of the names that come through. The one that hops out the most is Will Clark. And the fact that, you know, if you could have seen Will Clark right at the beginning of his career in Fresno to watch him play all the way through to get to play, you know, for the San Francisco Giants is incredible. And you also start to look at the Rockies history. You know, you've got Matt Holliday, you've got Tulowitzki, you've got Helton, who all came through single A before getting to the big leagues. Um, really a cool opportunity to get to see these guys in their prime. That is pretty cool. And I'm sure it probably helps a little bit that there's not a ton of like pro sports in that area in general. So people are going to sell out and, and that's, that's kind of the, the prime time thing to do there. So um, that's probably adds to it as well and more excitement for the players as well. Yeah, absolutely. In Fresno alone, you've got us, of course, and then you've got Fresno State. Um, and we're in, you know, the way that our schedules work out is we don't compete with each other. So, you know, the, we have so many Fresno Grizzlies fans who are also Fresno State fans and vice versa. Um, and you're right. It is a really cool opportunity. If people want to come see professional sports, they need to come to Fresno or they need to go up to or down Visalia or to Modesto or anywhere like that. So it really is a great opportunity for people to come see pro sports and at a cheaper rate than you know driving to san francisco and paying you know major league baseball prices i mean heck just parking alone will cover you know your price of a game at the grizzlies more or less yeah it's ridiculous we i live in i'm up in michigan in grand rapids michigan and we have the single a affiliate of the tigers and me and my two sons and my wife go to games and it's 
family friendly. It's fun. It's a good time. And like you said, we're seeing we're seeing ball players. We're seeing good guys. I remember my first game up there. I saw Omar Infante on a um, a rehab stint, and that was cool. Like he's a major league player, just down here getting his getting his reps in. So that's cool. You mentioned the the tacos, and if you are listening to this or whatever, you need to go see these jerseys. Are you guys bringing these Fresno tacos back? And on that, the taco truck extravaganza thing that you guys have, that picture, I saw a picture of it. Incredible. Like, how much fun is that? Oh, it's an insane event. It, it is so cool. So to give you guys a little bit of personal background, I actually joined the team in um, February of 2020. So right before everything shut down, which means I've only gotten to experience that as a fan. And let me tell you, as a fan, it's one of the coolest experiences ever. You know, you get to go around if Fresno has so many amazing taco trucks and so many amazing food trucks in general that to have them all in one central location, at, along with a baseball game, it really is a party. And yeah, like you said, you you know, we dress up as the Fresno Tacos. I believe we were one of the first teams to go with the, you know, really embrace the alter ego opportunity with minor league baseball and to go with something like tacos, you know, it's something that's so synonymous with Fresno um, that it really is an amazing opportunity. Our fans love it. And it's really a cool way to get to connect with our community. Are, are you familiar with the tacos joke that goes around the Colorado Rockies Twitter and stuff? I am not as familiar with it. No, but I saw that you guys did have a bunch of taco emojis and your names on social media, which I appreciated. I wasn't sure if that was just for us or. <laughs> we, we, we'll throw our hat in there. But um, a few years ago, there was a, a menu on the plane. Correct me if I'm wrong, James or Kirk. But there was a menu on the plane about what they can order. And they had tacos on there with an apostrophe. So there's that joke that you get tacos with apostrophe and then the Coors Field has a promotion that if the Rockies score seven or more runs in a game, it's not, it's not Coors, it's just the Rockies affiliate, right? Um, seven or more tacos in any game that you can go to a participating Taco Bell and get a free taco. And so that's, cool. that's where the taco emoji comes from. But I am curious if you're going to add the apostrophe to the taco jerseys if you roll those out this year. You know, I don't think there's any talk to add the apostrophe. Um, I'll have to run it up to our president and see what he says. But I think we'll just say no apostrophe. It's probably better for everyone if we stick that way. But it's good to know that history. If you need to change your mind and make an announcement, we're here for you. Oh, exactly. Thanks. I'll, I'll ring you guys up. You guys will be my first call. I appreciate that. You mentioned that you jumped on board last February um what was that COVID-19 season from a baseball aspect as an organization aspect what were you guys doing last year how did you make the days go by what were you guys working on what were you doing absolutely yeah so I mean it's one of those things that you know every team kind of had to take a step back and be like whoa hold on you know we've got this wild year where there's no baseball and we've got to figure out new ways to engage our fans. And for me on the marketing side, you know, it was a really great opportunity, especially getting to know the team, getting to know the organization to really get to know our fan base. And it gave us a great chance to engage with our fans in a way that we usually wouldn't be able to during a season, right? During a season, you're running around doing a million different things, making sure that the games on the field are going off without a hitch that, you know, 
during the season or non-season, like last year, really gave me the chance to get to know some of our fans and a really cool opportunity to get to connect with them. We had some really cool one-off events we did. We had our home opener at home, which was kind of an all-around minor league baseball thing. And we also did a virtual Star Wars night. And both of those were different games where we had actually had two staff members play as the Fresno Grizzlies on MLB the show and we filmed the entire game just like it was a real game and then spliced it up added our own voiceover as a PA announcer and had highlights for every single inning and after every inning you know our fans had the opportunity to go to our social media get a chance to win Grizzlies prizes and it, again really cool way to still bring the feeling of a baseball game get to bring the feeling of a home opener without actually having it and cool way for us to tie in our community too you know we've got a lot of great local corporate partners that without having a game and without getting to have them out at Chansey Park we were still able to incorporate them and present them to our fans which was a really cool opportunity so when are you guys getting kicked off this season and, and what are your steps what what kind of things are you going to have in place uh, with the pandemic still going on Absolutely. Yeah. So opening day is May 11th. Uh, our home openers, May 11th. Opening day for Low A West is May 4th. Um, we open up on the road. Um, but May 11th, you know, we're working really closely with city and state uh, health officials, along with Major League Baseball, to make sure that we're following all the proper guidelines and following all the rules that we have to. The nice thing is, you know, we're still. Uh, what, three months away from opening day. And we all know that a lot can change in three months. Um, so we're, we're being as prepared as possible. You know, we wanna make sure that your Chansey Park is one of the safest places to go watch a baseball game. And it's a great opportunity to get outside in Fresno and, you know, still get to be around people. Um, so we're really excited for the opportunity and to have a little bit of lead time to be able to prepare ourselves to open our gates again. When you open those gates, I'm sure you've been working on the calendar for a hot minute now. What's the promotion night that you're most looking forward to? Ooh, that, that's a tough one. We have so many cool promotions that we were able to roll over from 2020 to 2021. And, you know, that was one of the things that we really got to take advantage of during this non-baseball season was take those promotions that we were already going to do and make them even better. So we've got, you know, our, you've got your typical Jersey giveaway, which really excited for, we went through a rebrand in 2019. Um, so we only had one season before our fans, you know, one season to really introduce the brand to the fans before kind of going dark for a year. Um, so we are, it's still very new. Um, and getting to bring out these really nice red replica jerseys to give away to the first um, fans in attendance will be really cool opportunity. We also have this cool bobblehead in the can that we're going to use. Um, it's of Jose Ramirez, who is kind of a local superstar, local legend, um, who is a uh, um, boxer who... Um, is just really well known throughout the Central Valley and will give us a cool opportunity to celebrate him. Um, and then, of course, like you mentioned, Taco Truck Throwdown, very much in the works, hoping to have an announcement here in the next few days, if not the next week or so, about what that looks like for 2020 or 2021, excuse me, um, and how fans can still get to enjoy this awesome, really cool event while staying safe. Yeah, for sure. That's that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, if you have any extra bobbleheads, 
I will take one or two if you, <laughs> you want to pass them this way. Um, I mentioned earlier that the Fresno Grizzlies have just had been part of a winning organization. They were part of the Giants run in the early 2000s. They won the AAA championship in 2015. Then they were associated with the Astros and the Astros won the World Series. And then they were affiliated with the Nationals in 2019. So now that the Grizzlies are affiliated with the Rockies, are you, can you go on record and guarantee a World Series um, victory within five years or so? I don't know if I'm at liberty to guarantee anything, <laughs> but like you said, I mean, if the history is any indication, um, things are looking really good. Yeah, we were in an amazing stretch where of the 10 minor league baseball seasons we played, of the 10 past minor league baseball seasons we played, um, our affiliates won the World Series five of those 10, which is just pretty unbelievable when you take a step back and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, that's the odds of that happening are pretty unbelievable um i mean of course the giants run definitely helped with that um but yeah we're we're really honored to be a place where players are again to use the phrase farm grown um and to you know serve as a location where teams feel comfortable to send their players to develop to get ready to go up and win world series um, so we're looking forward to now get to see those players at the beginning of their careers, you know, and definitely looking to find a way to turn the, you know, from valley floor to mountaintop kind of deal like that just rings a little bit too perfectly. Um, and really looking forward to getting to grow those players to um, eventually win the World Series for the Rockies. Yeah, baseball folk are um, pretty superstitious. So uh, bringing your your winning ways will um, will go a long way with the fans. I think Aaron let you off the hook by saying five years and not one because I, I think we all know the writing on the wall this year. But uh, we appreciate the winning ways for sure. Yeah, it's cool and it's a great piece of history for our fans to really take pride on. You know, we're going on. Let's see, we started in '98, so this will be quick math. I think 23rd season playing um which means that we now have a lot of history in our books you know we've had the players of the names you know tim lincecum came through fresno buster posey brandon bell but then start to get into more recent carter keyboom with the nationals carlos correa with the um, astros we've got a lot of really cool history that's come through fresno and excited now with the 10-year partnership with the colorado rockies it has so much more opportunity to really grow our organization's history and let us grow with the rockies themselves yeah and you said it's a 10-year 10-year agreement yeah, yeah. So we um, are connected with the Rockies for 10 years, which is really exciting. You know, we were the Giants affiliates for a long time, but then bounced around a little bit. Um, like you said, we are Astros affiliates, Nationals affiliates, and now to, you know, have that consistency that we have a partner in the Colorado Rockies. We're not going back to the drawing board every three years and either trying to re-up or find a new affiliate is a great opportunity. We're really excited to get to, you know, have our community embrace the Colorado Rockies and vice versa, we hope. We hope that Rockies fans will come to know Fresno as, you know, the place where players get their start um, and will really build those great relationships. Already, everyone with the Rockies front office has been fantastic. Everyone we've talked to has been so welcoming and so excited to have us on board. And, you know, we're only, what, a couple months in at this point. So to, to you know, five, 10 years from now, it's going to be really phenomenal. We're really excited about that aspect. 
Yeah, it's going to be fun over the next few years. So it's been fun to talk to you, get to know the uh, Grizzlies. I do, since you gave us all this information about the Grizzlies and let us get to know you a little bit, I am curious. I'm going to ask you some Rockies trivia and see how you do on this and see how well you know or our, our organization. If you don't, it's, it's fine. It's all good. I mean, okay. you like you said, you've only been here for a few months, right? So it's all good. Exactly. Um, um, when was the inaugural year of the Colorado Rockies? Ooh. You see, I, I feel like I know this one. I know it was early 2000s. I'm going to go ahead and take a stab and say 2004, although I feel like that's early. That's late, 1993. Oh, oh really? Okay, so I am way off then. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, for one. Yeah, I don't know how to sugarcoat that. Yeah. No, yeah, um, that's not great. Are you familiar with the Blake Street Bombers? Yes, to a point. Okay. Can you name one of the four Blake Street Bombers? I'm going to go Matt Holiday, hopefully. Little, little late again. L okay. Um, who was it? It was Andres Galarraga, Dante Bichette, Larry Walker, and Vinny Castilla. Yeah. Walker, you so might have got two. Because he's okay. yeah. probably the most famous of the group. But the other ones, I don't think you would have had a chance. You're right. I'm going to set you up for success. With that in mind, who is the one Rockies player in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I'm going to go with... Hopefully Walker, since you just talked about Walker. Send you up for success, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, it's all good, man. Um, like you said, two months. I appreciate you coming on, letting us get to know the Grizzlies. And um, hopefully we get to talk soon and see how the season's going. And let's go Grizz. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go Grizzlies. Yeah. Please stay in touch guys. Um, of course, again, selfless plug. If you uh, want to really get to know what we're doing, go ahead and check us out on social media at Fresno Grizzlies. That's where we post all of our updates and you also get a really nice overview of things we do during the season. Again, going back to the fact that we've had now a year without organic baseball content, we've really taken the opportunity to kind of take a look back at the last few years and, you know, highlight some of the cool, coolest things and coolest promotions that we've done so please i encourage all rockies fans who you know listen to this watch this go check us out um and yeah guys thank you so much for having me on thank you thank you thank you so much thanks johnny absolutely let me know if you guys need anything else yep, yeah for sure all right thank you for watching find us on twitter instagram youtube you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple's podcast, or Google podcast by looking up Blake Street Banter. Thank you. The, the, the hardcore fans always follow, you know, the pipeline of players, and then they're going to see Fresno for the first time and say, I don't know anything about them. So the more <laughs> you can tell us, the better. Sure. I, for the longest time, up to last night, it was kind of a dumb moment. I thought it was in Arizona. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was getting it messed up with Santa Fe or something, but I was. Oh, right.